Hello, and welcome to Hawks and Handsaws. I'll be one of your hosts tonight, Brad, and I also am joined by Eric. Hello. So we've been talking about movies pretty frequently on this podcast, and we decided to not pick one movie to talk about, but choose from, I don't know, about about 100 or so, <laughs> and uh, pick our favorite and least favorite of this list. Um, the list is everything that Disney and Pixar, with their powers combined or separate, have made in the animated movie space. So it's a broad a broad range. I didn't realize how many were actually made because when I looked up the list. So, uh, well, you're one up on me. You you looked up a list. (laughs) I looked up a list. Yes. I wanted to be comprehensive. Um, so what was your process? Not your picks necessarily, but how did you try and approach this? What were your metrics? Did you try to rate these movies Uh, on? Pure enjoyment factor. Uh, Pure enjoyment. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, what, is, what does I that mean? mean so exactly? for me, what's fun, especially with Disney, you're looking at a combination of, uh, like nostalgia, obviously, because mm-hmm. Disney has a high focus on children. So you watch these mostly when you're a kid. So that's where that kind of comes into play. It has a high factor of nostalgia. But also, besides nostalgia, in our family, it's a pretty common thing to quote movies. Mm-hmm. So, quotability is a high factor as well, I think. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> How many lines can I rip from this movie? And that makes the movie better. Well, it's so. not necessarily about ripping it. It's like, wow, that was a good line. It's worth repeating. Oh, sure. You know, okay. <laughs> so I, I guess <laughs> quotability, not so much. It's uh, good writing. How's that? Sure. Excellent dialogue. Good writing. Yeah. Actually, I've discovered recently that that is probably one of my number one or at least one of my highest categories in books and in films is it separates the really good from the bad is good dialogue. On the that other makes side, a huge though, difference. Like, we've talked a lot about special effects. So, where are special effects on that for you? Number two, like excellent writing and dialogue. Number two, let's blow stuff up in spectacular fashion. Oh, I don't uh, know. I mean, there's a lot of movies that do that really well, but are just terrible movies. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> um, any of the. Any of the Transformers, they are spectacular with visual effects. They are every single one of them awful yeah. films. Yeah. I would disagree. I think the first one is scrapes into the okay category. <laughs> the, everything else beyond that is awful. <laughs> I'll agree. But like that first one is like the novelty and like the newness of it. And they weren't so like hyped up on this crazy weird space plot of like the mother box or what's it called? Yeah, Am I thinking of the wrong box? You are. The mother box is uh, Justice League, but you know. okay. The All Spark. All Spark. Hey, that's pretty box. good. 
I couldn't have pulled that out. I like the first one. It got to okay. Okay. Well, back to our topic. Our my metrics was out of this list. What do I want to like? If I had to watch one right now, which one would I want to watch the most? Which one do I want to watch the least? <laughs> Just gut reaction because. I, I had trouble with metrics because like Dumbo, for example, yes. I would probably want to watch that again because I just found out according to my list that that came out in 1941. Like that is almost a hundred years old. And like <laughs> you're getting, we're getting close to that. Like it's ridiculous how Ish. old that movie is. <laughs> I mean, and like, it's like 20 years off, Brad. <laughs> so it's closer to a hundred than zero. So you can it's like that most of your life still. <laughs> it's still a really old movie is my point. Really and right. yeah, like the animation is like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Like the animation's good, but I can tell that it's old. Like Dumbo, I thought was not according to my memory. And I'm like, huh, I want to watch that again and pay attention to the animation. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at like, they have some pretty insane animation with like that bubble sequence right it's as weird as that sequence is like that's that's some really um technically challenging stuff to do and yeah and like dumbo himself i remember being very smooth and like yeah. a lot of flying around which is harder to animate i'm assuming than like yeah stuff and it's i i would not have grouped it within four years of snow white like that's insane yeah. To me, like, what, what a jump. I want to watch it for that reason. So, all right. Well, let's start with the good. So that your favorite out of all of them. And I'll go to my favorite. Then we'll spend a lot of time on the worst one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's always the bad stuff that gives so much time. Why can't the good stuff get so much time? I don't know. <laughs> but like, I've also found it harder to talk about the good stuff. It's like, even when I'm trying. So Amazon reviews, it's like, yeah, it works great. Loved it. Done. And then the yeah. one star review is like, oh, let me tell you about this experience. Right. Paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Like it's sublime. You should enjoy it yourself. Or it's Star Wars <laughs> episode eight bad. It ruined everything <laughs> related to the name. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. All right. Your- so you want a list here. I want your favorite. What's your favorite? My, my absolute favorite. Yes. Number one. See, nobody ever agrees with me on this one. Sword in the Stone. Really? Number one. Yep. I would never have guessed that for you, but cool. Yep. Why is that? Sword. Well, there's a high nostalgia factor. <laughs> sure. Um, and you have mentioned before that as a younger person, I was really into swords Mm-hmm. And medieval knights stuff like that. This—that's the only really medieval animated film of Disney. That was like my jam. I loved it. Okay. Um, Robin Hood is my close second <laughs> because it's just about there. You know, there mm-hmm. it has more uh, also medieval elements to it, but. Uh, King Arthur is the more classically medieval and it's got wizard, which I was also super into. So yeah. And it's just fun. Like, um, I enjoy the humor of Merlin making him 
uh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say incompetent. He is incompetent, but he's also knowledgeable. It's more like he's uh, got holes in his head. You know, he's like, kind of forgetful. Klutzy, maybe? Kind of, you know? He knows his stuff. He's just a little scatterbrained. There you go. Sure. So I, I thought that was kind of a clever representation of him. He wasn't an idiot, but he was also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, I'm trying to remember that movie. I started it a few months ago, just like, hey, I want to watch that again. But I never finished it, but um, it's it's really hilarious that King Arthur is like one of your favorite movies, Legend of the Sword. And you're like, oh, my favorite Disney movie is... Uh, <laughs> The Disney version of that. <laughs> well, yeah, King Arthur's cool. King Arthur is cool. I don't think people give him enough credit. But um, okay, I remember the so there's Wart, who's the main character, right? Who's Arthur? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then there's the older guy, the big buff brownie dude. What's his name? Which one are you talking about? The guy that watches in the very over? beginning, like. Uh, that's in a night in training with Wart. Like Wart's the squire, uh, right? Kay. And then yeah. Kay. Kay. So is like the stupid buff guy, right? Yeah. And like is his character. Doesn't he like participate in a beneficial way at the end? Every- I mean, he bows down to him. Sure. But like, doesn't he like help with the conflict? I'm really struggling to remember that movie. But Not that I know of. I don't think so. Okay. I'm remembering him being like an idiot and just way strong, but then he does something good at the end. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's not just a total moron, but he has like a redeeming qualities. No, nah, he, he's pretty much a moron the whole time. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that? that's the that's the only thing that I think of is at the very end he recognizes that he's the new king. And bows down. Actually, it's at even at the prompting of Sir Ector, uh, who mm. tells him, "Okay, he's your king." And so the oh, and they bow down. Oh. So I do remember the cartoon meat at the table, and thinking uh-huh. that's so delicious, and I want some. <laughs> right, because it's like the whole drumstick that he pops in his mouth and pulls it out with just the bone. <laughs> that's like, right. dang. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I have a fondness for that. Like at Disneyland, you get like the turkey leg, you know, you're just eating this, you know, hunk of meat. I'm like, ah, love that. <laughs> um, and like classic Robin Hood with like Errol Flynn. Um, he steals the mutton from Friar Tuck and like just eats this you know, giant hunk of meat. Like I've always had a fondness for like that image and I just love it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so you good. You ever been to medieval times? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, well, you would like medieval times. I would. I know I would. Yes. <laughs> it, it would be. be That's essentially what they feed you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I looked it up and it's like, yeah, I get like your, your turkey leg and like your Coke products. And I'm like, oh, Coke products. Wait, products? Last time I was there, it was just, this is what we give you. Good luck. <laughs> oh, I think they give you like a, like you can get like water, like a Coke or something. I don't remember. Yeah, but, I think I had water. But I had really to turn happy. my cup sideways to tell. <laughs> Otherwise, it's everybody gets Coke. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I just, just want dirty water so I can get like dysentery. 
So, <laughs> one called the real experience. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Sword and Stone. Before we move on from that, you said that people disagree with you. Who, yeah, nobody likes Sword in the Stone. I like Sword in the Stone. Yeah, but as the favorite, everybody's like, what? I think part of it, too, is when you think Disney movies, most people automatically go to princesses. And there is a heavy uh, proportion of princess films in Disney, and those were the ones that got, I think, the most attention and even the most money. Um, and I think for that reason, I kind of like an underdog story, you know? <laughs> and, yes, you do. <laughs> Nobody yeah. likes my King Arthur adaptations. No. So, I will. so yeah, anyway. So I, I really like it. Very few people think it's worthwhile. Whenever I, um, you know, there's there's occasionally at the end of a school year some time to put on a movie for kids because we're we've finished up with all our classwork and all that right. and if i show them something that's not on the uh the syllabus then legally i'm pretty much only able to show them g-rated movies <laughs> so i yeah. have to go through my list of g-rated movies put up there all right what do we want to watch and i always put sword in the stone there and i'll get maybe a vote <laughs> every time no nobody wants it why do you even put it up to a vote? Just You mean just put it up there? Because that's lame. Here, here's something I mean, fun, guys. I'm going to force you to watch this thing that you don't want to see. <laughs> hey, we don't, we don't have anything else to teach right now, so I'm just going to put on a movie. Okay, kids? Cool. Like, my teacher said that I mean, all the I time. Could, like, but that's you don't, no you don't get choices. Them. That's no fun. Well, Yeah, but that was in the days of like, we have VHSs, and these are the three we have. <laughs> Nowadays, it's oh, we got okay, streaming. You're right. <laughs> you are right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, my favorite, I had, and I'm still having trouble deciding. I left it up to this moment to pick, which is probably a problem. Um, <laughs> I, I like a lot of them, but I think one of the most enduring movies for me probably be Mulan. Mm, that I is, really like Mulan. Yeah. It's in my top five. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's really good. I love the music. I love the message. I yeah. love the characters. Um, Amen. It, it's got like irreverent humor. That like, <laughs> you know, like as an adult watching, it's like, really? That's in there? Like, interesting. Yep. Um, yep. You know, like Mushu just being a total creeper the entire time <laughs> and like yeah just being like <laughs> it's weird saying this as a positive but he's incompetent and he's kind of a pervert and it's a funny <laughs> character to have in it Disney is. film and like it, it adds color to it and that's great um mulan does great all the voice acting is superb um if you contrast it with the new mulan movie it is just Oh, completely no. different league. I mean, it's terrible. The new Mulan movie, we should. So bad. This is the worst thing in the world. But yeah, the first Mulan is just, it was a princess film, kind of, but like it's, like they consider Mulan one of the Disney princesses, I think, like, yeah, on the list, but she's not. She's um, not. She's. That's like what a, makes her so great. Yeah. 
She's, you know, um, it's amazing. Sorry, I'm interrupting no, your oh, sharing please, of please. your favorite. But no, the new Disney, or sorry, the new Mulan remake, they, it was like they set out and marketed it to be this big, like, feminist movie. Mm-hmm. And they took out everything from the original Mulan that made it far more empowering. And the original Mulan did not set out to be anything feminist. It was just a story being told. And yet it was empowering just because of it, you know? In the original (laughs) Mulan, she did everything because of hard work. You know, she she went out there. She was going to protect her dad. She wanted to make sure that he was safe. So she went out off to war. There was no selfish motivation in that. I mean, she later admits that maybe I wanted to prove something. Um, mm-hmm. But that that was in there. But it was definitely mixed in with this unselfish desire to make sure her dad didn't die in war. So yeah. she went out there and she was terrible. Like she should have been. <laughs> because she's mm-hmm. never done anything like this before. And so she had to put in the extra work. And she worked hard to pull ahead and show that she could do it, and she did do it. Instead, this new Mulan, she's got this weird magical power from birth that just makes her do things cool. What? Mm-hmm. How is that empowering to women everywhere? Yeah, and like the, the message was just, once you accept yourself, you'll become superhuman. Right? Stupid. Like, take off all the armor and just let your hair flow free, and then you'll become invincible. <laughs> It's dumb. It was dumb. It really was. And like, it's, it's exactly your point. What's the message of that? It's like, well, don't change anything about you. You're, you're perfect the way you are. This is like the new Mulan message, which is a, a concept. If you have magical thing. powers. If you have magical <laughs> powers. But that concept I think is like bad. It's, a, it's yes. a harmful message of like, no, you need to work for things. You need to improve yourself. You need to like, you can accomplish great things if you're dedicated and if you, you sacrifice. Put your mind to it, you can do whatever you put want. Put your mind to it. Yeah. And like, I love the Mulan's character in the animated film where you mentioned hard work, but it wasn't just physical hard work, it was mental hard work. Absolutely. She mentally overcame a lot of challenges. Um, and she was physically there too. And you saw that, but she overcame most of her obstacles, not with her physical prowess, but with her mental prowess. And that's, that's an excellent message. So love it. Love that movie so much. It is so the good. The new movie. It is. Yes. I, I wanted it to be a gritty war movie. And it wasn't. And then I wanted it to be Mulan and it wasn't. And it's, what is this? <laughs> it was neither. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what this but is But I'm anymore. okay with uh, the animated Mulan being your top animated film of all time. I am. I approve that message. Sweet. My, my, <laughs> second, my second choice would be uh, Hercules. Yeah, yeah. That's in my top five too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on the same page. Because like Hercules is, <laughs> again, it's a similar story of like hard work and like improving yourself. But Hercules has a ridiculous advantage over everybody. Yes, he does. Right. But like that's a problem for him where he's like ostracized and emotionally and mentally like bullied and that affects him. And I think that's an amazing message to have that like, just cause you're strong 
and like people make fun of you, that still hurts, right? People have emotions yep. and feelings, and that's a that's a thing that you need to be considerate of. It doesn't matter who the person is, and like, and then he becomes this awesome person. Yeah, it's great. We don't want to talk about Hercules because well, it's not my favorite. But second, not thing. not only that, like when he loses his power, what does he do? Charges the giant over he just, thing. He does it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic movie. And it's just yeah. fun. It's funny. It's got some good songs. And it's got a nice romance, too. You know? He and That's Meg. And Meg with their whole song, like, falling in love with him. That's a nice song. I love that song. Yeah. And the antagonist is hilarious. Hades. He's yeah. good. He's good. Hades is really good. Like, Sean Yu and, like, Mulan. Not really a funny guy. No. But he's a pretty scary dude, though. Oh, he's he's pretty scary. <laughs> like again, even today, I'm like, what is this rating? Yeah, like when <laughs> they shoot the arrow at the messenger. <laughs> yeah, shoot the messengers in the back. Yeah, uh, like when he like climbs the wall in the like the very beginning. He's like, Terrifying. now all of China knows you're here. He's like, perfect, perfect. <laughs> he's just like. Uh, this guy's terrifying. Then you come across like the battlefield where the entire like Royal Calvary is just dead. And you're just like, I don't pull punches in that movie, which really goes to show you can make a good war movie and not have all the blood and gore. Yeah. Now again, another topic. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Another topic for war movies and gore and why that's sometimes okay. In my opinion, but <laughs> um, to the worst, what is your least favorite Disney? Oh, you know, Pixar I don't know if I film? thought about this one very hard. You know, might be Alice in Wonderland, the animated. Really? Yeah, I don't dig that movie. Do you like Alice in Wonderland, the story? No. Okay. So it's all kind of lining up there. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? Um, I never, actually, I never watched Alice in Wonderland growing up. So that might be part of it. My parents were strong, (laughs) strongly anti Alice in Wonderland because Mm -hmm. it was too reminiscent of a drug trip and they're very anti drug things. Um, because of like the hippie movement and everything that was going on. They were very anti that. They were even anti Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings was so popular with the hippies. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's just guilty by association. <laughs> you know? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't grow up watching Alice in Wonderland. Uh, when I finally did watch it, I was like, this is such a weird movie. I don't get it. Um, reading the story. <clears throat> there's more to it. I think there's some, I mean, I'm an English teacher, so there, there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can pull out of it, but just as a cohesive story, it's not really a story you read for enjoyment. There's some social commentary and even some other types of commentary that you can pull out. And it's kind of interesting to analyze and think about, but it's not something that you're just like, wow, this is a great story. Okay. I do recall, though, um, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was an adult, kind of, but still living at home. So it was a very brief period before I had moved out. 
and was after high school and into college. Um, but I remember watching the live action Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp. And yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I feel like there's a message in there, just like just barely out of reach. And I enjoyed it because it was making me think still after it was over. Sure. I hadn't quite settled on something. And I don't know that I ever figured it out, but that feeling kind of stuck with me. So anyway, back to your original question. <laughs> I think it was animated Alice in Wonderland is probably my least favorite. Okay. Well then that's, it's also really interesting because of, uh, you don't like the story as much, but you like the live action. I liked um, the live action one, number two, whatever that one is. Yeah. yeah. The, the return of the one class. I really enjoyed. Yeah. That was really fun. And I watched it with my wife who's a big Alice in Wonderland fan. So like, yeah. As for the animated version, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Um, I've seen it in bits and pieces. And uh, your, your parents being anti-hippie, I totally get that. Like, yeah. I can see them being like, no, go get to work. <laughs> so, yeah, because your parents are very industrious people. So Yeah, they are good gravy. You know, yeah, I do so- have to... Ah, shoot. Now that, now that I'm thinking about it, just, I was thinking Alice in Wonderland and how crazy that film is for young audiences with the caterpillar smoking a hookah. And, Mm -hmm. uh, then I got to thinking about smoking cigars in other films and I got to thinking about donkeys smoking cigars. Pinocchio might very well be tied with Alice in Wonderland. It is also a terrible film. You're just unequivocally like, no, that's it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrifying, terrible. Ugh. Where is Pinocchio? Oh, second movie ever made. The yeah. animated spectrum in the 40s. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, How about yeah, you? Like I, I'm trying to think of like Alice in Wonderland as a character is iconic. I feel like, like if you see sure. like a girl in that color dress, the blue with the white and like, it's just immediately recognizable as Alice, you know, like that's Alice in Wonderland. But I think there's a cultural significance there that I don't understand because you know, in the animated film I've never seen. Um, I mean, my mom was raised by your parents too. So there was that band <laughs> and that was, and that was spread to me. Um, it's been like, no, it's just a gross movie. I don't like it. So I'm like, okay. So I never watched it at home. Um, again, bits and pieces. So dang it. I wish I had more commentary. Pinocchio. I've seen it a couple times and, uh, it's weird. I don't like it either. I think Jiminy Cricket's a bad conscience. Um, I don't understand the message at the end, <laughs> particularly. Like, you know, what one good deed is not enough to <laughs> redeem a man, man from a lifetime life of wickedness. wickedness. But it does seem enough to make him a real boy. So. <laughs> I, I don't really understand that message. Whatever. 
I was so confused. Like, this is the place, the town where you like smash stuff. You can just break things. I mean, that's kind of neat. Oh, that's bad. Why is the movie telling me it's bad? That seems neat. <laughs> like a theme park where you can just smash stuff. That seems like it'd be really popular. I'd go to that. Smash stuff. I think they have those actually. Really? Yeah, I, I think I've heard about places that you can do that. There you go. But yeah, anyway. Well, it's about halfway, so I'm going to pitch over to you for (laughs) trivia. Excuse me. Here we go. Trivia. So I'll have to be clear with this one, but we're talking box office numbers. So not like sales after the fact theatrical releases box office numbers which disney animated film created created is that the word i'm looking for i don't know resulted in the biggest net loss for disney ever according to leisure.com no. You want another That's my shot? guess. Treasure Planet. So. You don't want another Oop. shot? I get another shot? Okay. Another one. Sure, go for another one. Not Treasure Planet. Uh, Ain't no scrolling with that wheel of yours. I'm just looking at the names. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. No names. <laughs> I got a list here. I got a list. Um, the second guess would be um, Black Cauldron. Yes. Okay. It was Black Cauldron. Treasure Planet was up there as a flop for sure. Um, but according to Looper.com, Black Cauldron was the biggest net loss. It grossed uh, $21.3 million domestic, um, okay. which was actually more than Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland was the lowest grossing film. Um okay. So this one grossed more, but yes, Black Cauldron had a budget of over 40 mil. Wow. Wee, that is a steep loss. That is a steep loss. I haven't seen that movie still. You haven't seen Black Cauldron? No. It is terrifying. Like it is the stuff of nightmares for a kid. But well, I mean, it's worth a watch. Oh, no, it's fun. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, watch it one time at least. Okay, sure. Yeah. It it's uh, it's Lord of the Rings, except the ring is a pig. Okay. You so got yeah, it, and that's essentially the story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, the sure. pig tells the future, actually. You, put, you dunk the pig's nose in water, and you can see the future in the water. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. There's even like a Gollum character. Like, no joke, it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sweet. I like Lord of the Rings. Okay. Well, I was and, close uh, then. Treasure Planet was the more popular flop. At least the like more public flop in my lifetime. So I yeah. had assumed since it's more recent, there is more money involved, but no. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Black Cauldron was so bad it almost uh shut down the company. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a shame. Wow. Yeah, can you imagine if Disney went under? 
And that was no. in the 80s. So That would be insane. Because the Disney Renaissance came right after that, right? They yeah. Uh, yeah. went crazy with it. But yeah, life without Disney today, it looks so different. Yeah. Since they own, you know, Marvel, Star Wars. <laughs> like right. Every, like just it's everything. Crazy. Uh, wow. Well, my least favorite um, out of the list is uh, A Bug's Life. <laughs> We're getting to Pixar. Yeah. Um, the movie's bad. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. Um, like, well, let's talk like a look. It doesn't hold up look wise anymore. Like Toy Story is like, okay, this is old. Bugs Life's like, this doesn't look good anymore. This looks bad. Yeah, no, I it, yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I mean, this is not a, a good looking movie. I don't like the story. I don't like the characters. I don't like the the conflict is the misunderstanding conflict, which I hate of like that the circus act comes and like, Oh yeah, I got elite warriors to help fight us. It's like, no, we're just circus performers. And everybody's like, oh, you lied to us. This whole thing. Like, I hate that. Right. Can we just yeah. be truthful with each other? Like, there, there is no reason to lie because you're all about to die. Like, can, can we not just realize the stakes are higher than you being like, Oh, there's a misunderstanding. I'm just going to let it slide. Like, no, we're, we're all going to die, everybody. Let's get a real plan. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, those, that's always the worst, right? The one where they tell the truth and get found, or don't tell the truth and get found out. Um, that's a pretty common trope, I think. It is a pretty common trope, but, like, when it's with the the good guys. Yeah. Like, the good guys are all supposed to be on the same team. Yeah. And, like, if there's lying or there's, like, political intrigue or, like, duplicitous people or bad information or whatever and it's like for a real reason like i'm okay with that but they're all on the same team and they all know they're on the same team so like just talk to each well other. the whole point right was that flick was the mess up everything yes. he did messed up and so he had something to prove and he had no way to do that except as he felt through dishonesty bad don't like it the only thing that, no, i know i agree only thing good that uh, bugs life ever did was there was a video game and <laughs> i remember playing third person bugs life it was a third person shooter and you shoot the grasshoppers with berries and it introduced me to homing projectiles so like if you get certain color berries they they honed in and hit stuff I think that was the first game I've ever played with homing projectiles. Because <laughs> That's a really weird memory. <laughs> yeah, I remember the blueberries were really good, and like the golden berry was like... That was the one. One. So yeah, really weird memory. I think it was for the PC. Probably. Pretty sure. Everything was for PC back then. No, I had my N64 when I was five, remember? Oh, I okay. Golden Eye. That's yeah. true. Golden Eye... GoldenEye, no homing missiles in that. Had to nope. wait till Nightfire for it. So, <laughs> those were fun. The ones you get to drive. Oh, those. Yes. Were well, I guess they weren't homing. They're just <laughs> player. Well, they had missiles. both. They had both. 
Yeah, what was heat seeking? Maybe they had heat seeking, and then they had the other one. Yeah, yeah. but driving was my favorite. My favorite was the driving one because yeah, that was. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Bugs Life is the one I really, really don't want to watch. You know, as much as I didn't really enjoy Bugs Life, there were parts of it that I did enjoy. Um, Pixar is. Even their bad stuff is still well done. Um, and with Bugs Life, I think some of it was just like clever dialogue. It's humorous. Um, Hopper as a villain, he's actually pretty good as a villain. He's like, that's, you guys did a good job making a terrifying grasshopper. <laughs> you know, he just had a very menacing look. Um, sure. And he did a good job. Um, what was. I think they they did some fun things with some of the roles, like they had the ladybug who had this really gruff voice, you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of funny. Like, oh, that's not what I expected from a a ladybug. Um, also, just some of the humorous things of being bugs that they tied in there, like they're walking in a line with all their food, and then the leaf is falling slowly, and the guy's like, no, 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 and it falls in front of him, and he says, I'm. <laughs> like that's funny <laughs> it's funny when you say it if it was in the movie I'd be like oh. I just don't no, care that's... about bugs I guess bugs are All dumb right. wow it's pretty bugsist of you <laughs> totally like give me toys I'll, I'll care about toys but bugs I also think I also think this was the first Pixar. I don't know how many times they did it, but I think this was the first Pixar where they did a gag reel in the credits, which I thought was hilarious. Because you had to animate gag reels. (laughs) 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 Toy Story gag reels are my favorite still. The second one? Toy Story, yeah. Toy Story 2, yeah. Those are pretty good. So good. All right, so those are the the best and the worst. You had a couple yeah. honorable mentions for the uh, your favorite. So let's just talk about like underappreciated movies, I guess. From this okay, list, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like all mine are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we got Sword in the Stone. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Hood is another favorite. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah it's, well, in it's the medieval good. vein, how do you feel about Brave? You know, I wanted to like Brave. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, I wanted to. There's a lot that I liked about it. Uh, I liked the animation. I liked the style, the music. Um but the the main driving uh, force of the story I didn't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. Like the I'll be shoot, you know, I'm I'm going to be, I don't even know what it was exactly. It was like the I'm, I don't need no stinking man sort of thing. And I'm no, fighting against my. 
it wasn't that well, really. It was the I want to have a choice and I don't want to be forced into something, right? I thought that which, was the right, and it was. I hadn't gotten there yet, but I was leaning. It's like it was her in opposition to her mom, who was like all talking about very ladylike stuff. And I thought, mm-hmm. these are Scottish people, right? What ladylike stuff are we talking about? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to envision this lady <laughs> in old gruff Scotland, and it wasn't working for me that we had this very uptight mom person. The mm-hmm. daughter seemed to me what all Scottish ladies should be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you're going to marry that guy, her dad, I forget what her dad's name was. Um, I remember the horse's name. Uh, Angus. Fergus. Fergus. That's right. So if you're going to be marrying a guy like Fergus, you're going to have to be kind of a gruff lady, you know, Scotland is not known for its ladylike characters. Um, <laughs> So I didn't know why we had that mom who was so imposing upon her daughter to anyway, it was weird. It seemed like they shoehorned a problem in there that didn't need to be a problem in the first place. Okay. And then the problem of her fighting against her mom by turning in her into a bear. Like when when I was watching it for the first time, I felt like, dang, we've got some really poor decisions that were made here. And I'm not sure how we're going to resolve these issues. And yet they just kind of like laughed it off almost as they went through the story. Like, dude, you just turned your mom into a bear. That was bad news. Mm-hmm. And you guys are just laughing it off. Like we're hunting fish in the stream. Ha <laughs> We're getting along now. We're spending mother daughter time. She's a bear. <laughs> She's going to stay a bear if you don't fix it soon. Why are we not panicking about this? Anyway. And I really hate familial strife in yes. films too. That that's one of my big problems. Because they had the other bear, right, that he was supposed to be the big enemy, but he wasn't. He just comes in for the finale. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I wanted well, to like the film. I didn't really. Yeah, family conflict. Again, I think it might come from your parents because my mom is all about that. Like as soon as like <laughs> a, a husband and wife aren't communicating well, she's like, I hate that movie. It's bad. <laughs> like um, like The Incredibles, for example. I love you know? The Incredibles though. <laughs> oh, well, like uh, Mr. Incredible, he's lying to his wife, right? Yes. Like a good chunk of the movie. My mom's like, no, don't like it. Don't like husbands lying to West. Can't can't do it. Um, so I wonder if that's part of it. But yeah, like Brave. My favorite parts about Brave is everything around the main plot. Like the main plot, right? Is like, eh. but you know, every time Fergus is on the screen, it's great. Love it. Or like, yep. Like when they come back like midway through the movie and they're trying to sneak upstairs and like all the the tables and the battle lines and it's like shooting air. Like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Like it's yes, no, that stuff is fantastic. I agree. It, it's so good and like the bear thing. I agree. It's like okay, fine. You're bonding with your mom and like yeah, bear antics are kind of funny, but it, it turns like as soon as like the mom walks into the forest, you know, after like playing with the stuff and it's like walking yeah. like a bear and like. And Merida's like, hey, mom, what are you, where are you going? And then she turns. Like, you can see that like, that is a wild bear. And, like, that is just excellent. Like, that is so well done. I don't understand why she's a bear in the first place. But that moment is still cool. I'm like, okay. 
this is terrifying. There are real stakes here. Um, I hate that she's a bear, just in general, because yeah. like there's a witch who's obsessed with bears, and she advertises random stuff. It's like, oh, this will this will help you with your mom problems because it'll turn into a bear. Because that's all I know how to do is turn things into bears. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, it's so I don't, quirky I don't and weird. So, and I'm trying to think too. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on Scotland, but are there bears in Scotland? <laughs> I can't even think of bears. There have to be, right? I don't know. Maybe. Small little black bears, maybe. Yeah, she she wasn't small. She was like American grizzly size. <laughs> she was. Uh, at least uh, Mordew was definitely grizzly size. He was like, yes, he was. Whatever, but um, yeah, I don't know. I was listening to a historian talk about Braveheart on YouTube. So, random historian guy, and he's like, "Why are these people wearing this? Like oh, Scotland." Yeah looked like every other UK area when it came to warfare. They had plate mail. They had chain yeah. mail underneath the plate. They had like it just looked like knights. You know, like everybody has like the Scottish mentality, like, oh yeah, they had kilts and they were just wild people. It's like, no, when they went no. they're just knights. So I want to push back a little bit on your propriety. There's just definitely like a a section of Scotland that was a little bit more proper, perhaps. Oh, 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 sure. Depending on like the era you're looking into also. That's fair. Um, yeah. Like the, the motif that they were going for was the more classical mm-hmm. idea of what Scotland is, whether or not it was historically accurate, you know, and that version of Scotland is just the rough and tumble. Everybody's kind of, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> they're just, yeah rough around the edges all around. And I, I think that comes from a mix of things. So there's the romanticized version, like the kilts and the, um, what's the pattern called your the tartan. There you go. The kilts and the tartan and all that stuff that actually didn't become come around until much later when it was popularized by an author <laughs> right. who wrote that stuff and they just kind of owned it. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, I like it. Let's take it. And they mm-hmm. ran with it. And so that became Scottish. But that wasn't a traditional Scottish thing up until that point. Um, Way back in history, though, we're talking like Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. um, The Scots were terrifying. Yes. You know, they were just these scattered tribes of terrifying people. The the end of the world was at Scotland because (laughs) the Romans were like, nope, we're not going over there. So Emperor Hadrian, let's build this wall just to keep them out. (laughs) <laughs> the end of the civilized world is right here. We're done progressing further because they were such a terrifying people. And so I think it's like the mix of that old style, what the Scots were, just these really terrifying people of insane physical prowess um, with the romanticized version of kilts and tartans and bagpipes and all that stuff. So. Right. I think the two just kind of molded, and that's what what the traditional image is of a of a Scot, whether or not that's true. So my favorite part is the introducing the candidates thing. There's the third one where he's describing his son, where like he stopped the fleet, you know, 
by himself with his bare hands and it's like this completely like ripped dude he's just huge and <laughs> he's just like, are, you, are, you, are you seeing this guy like he's this like, is great like, this guy's amazing and then like it's this scrawny little kid you know behind like no no sorry this is my son not not this guy um, and like if you watch that guy throughout the rest of the movie like he doesn't do much he's just stands around looking buff and yeah. all that and this is kind of hilarious. I'm like, that guy's awesome. Um, just a lot of good yeah, moments. He's, he's the blonde guy. He's got like the the blonde wisps that are just mm-hmm. kind of sticking up. He's otherwise dazed all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of staring off into space. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really like the other guy. He's got the, uh, I think he has brown hair with like, like pigtails or something going on okay but anyway his accent is just off the charts yes and, and that's a legit accent nobody can understand him but no they actually researched they had some expert in that accent come and talk of course <laughs> and, nice. and so that's a real accent <laughs> but i love that none of them can understand it either <laughs> it's pretty fantastic well all right. Well, what else you got on the movie list that you want to talk about? Oh, okay. Well, so we talked about um, Hercules and Mulan, both fantastic. Yes. So we, we've got four out of my five. The fifth one, my my last three out of my top five, by the way, I don't know if they're in any particular order. They're all kind of like tied. Okay. Um, Rescuers Down Under. Hmm. So good. And I think it's because the villain is just, he's pulling everybody's weight. He is fantastic. <laughs> Any movie where you can get uh, George C. Scott as the villain is already so good. Um, hmm. As George C. Scott as McLeach, he has some stellar lines <laughs> in the movie. Uh, just. <laughs> When he uh, releases the boy to go follow him back toward the eagle that he can poach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, ah, I didn't make it all the way through third grade for nothing. <laughs> That's just a good line. <laughs> I use a uh, a paraphrase of that quote quite often. So, <laughs> Especially in a and, work setting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and then also when he's fighting with his uh with his lizard joanna mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> joanna keeps stealing his eggs <laughs> while he's turned <laughs> the other way that's just a good scene altogether <laughs> and he's trying to keep it away while he's you know thinking out loud and uh then he sees them all gone and he's like <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what he says, but he says, my mental facilities are twice yours, you pea brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It is good. I need to rewatch that one. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, let's see. Going through um, Emperor's New Groove has to be oh, called out. Oh, that one's out. pretty good. That one's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie. Just watched it again um, last week. And uh, I I don't know. I've watched it so many times now. Like 40s, maybe. (laughs) Just a lot. 
That is a lot. Still, it still just lands every time. <laughs> and, and like it's it's not one of those movies where you watch like oh i can see new details like no i, I caught all the details probably around the 20th watch through so like it's yeah. there's only so much you can look at but like it's just it's a fun journey every time yeah. and uh, i love how they just don't take themselves seriously at all and it, <laughs> anywhere <laughs> and anywhere and it, and it doesn't break the movie Right. And so like, it's like after all of like the star Wars debate, just bring it up every time all the star Wars debate of like, Oh, you broke the world. You broke the rules with like the whole maneuver. You did all this. You you ruined everything. So Emperor's new groups, like you don't need rules to make a movie. You just need a fun. I don't even know what it is. Just fun characters. Just saying Uh funny things. That's it. That's the whole movie. Well, that like, was the style of that movie, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to compare it to Star Wars, let's, let's we sure. gotta talk about continuity. You start yes. something one way, you gotta end it one way. Emperor's New Groove, it started that way and it ended that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was consistent. Well, it was consistent, and then like they they kind of broke a couple things, like when. Yzma and Kronk get lightning bolted by the tiny cloud and fall down the ravine and then show up in the lab first. And then, How'd you get him for it? By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Kronk, how did we get here first? Right. They're, they're acknowledging in the world that they broke something and that works just yeah. fine. But yes, Star Wars, the continuity <laughs> is different. It's a different style movie. Yes. But... It doesn't matter in this movie because it's a, it's something else. It's fantastic. Um, I like Treasure Planet. <laughs> you would see we're we're of a like mindset here. We like the underdogs. <laughs> well, everybody's like, oh, there's a big old flop and stuff. That's why I know a lot about Treasure Planet because I like Treasure Planet. And I'm like that was a pretty big flop financially, but like it looks cool. Um, it has a very unique um, soundscape for a Disney film. Um, like when it comes to like more modern music thrown in there, like that was kind of experimental. The 2D with 3D CG mix was really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I like Treasure Island, like the story, and so like it's just Treasure Island, but in space, but with cool looking ships, aliens that look like and ships. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1700 ships in space. Like that's so cool. Like, why does not everybody like this? Is this is really cool? Um, yeah, so I'm a fan of that one. I thought they did everything really well. There's a little bit of a romance there too to, for people to hold on to with the, the captain and the scientist. Yeah, that's the. I was trying to think. Like, does he fall in love? I'm pretty sure the captain and the scientist do. No, they were the weird. dog. Scientist yeah, he was like a dog and a the, cat, right? The cat, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure cool. why they were animals. You know, they were all animals, even the bad guys. There was a spider psycho. Which oh, the spider little thing was terrifying. Bubble thing literally calls him spider psycho. <laughs> yeah, they're all a little bit aliens, except for uh, Hawkins. So, that was one. Huh. We were like that one. Atlantis? Yeah. No. Not, no. Not How dare you? That's so quotable, though. Well, okay, I guess my biggest beef with Atlantis was that it was an animated Stargate. It was the same movie. It's totally not Stargate. It's totally Stargate. 
okay, this is perfect because you're so wrong. So Stargate <laughs> is we, we found a portal to another planet uh-huh. and has hostile aliens on it uh-huh. that have enslaved humanity. Uh-huh. Both on our planet and on their planet. We have to go blow the crap out of the aliens and save the people. <laughs> right? Atlantis is uh-huh. there's a really cool underwater city that's kind of falling apart because they lost their history, and the historian helps them put it all together. Meanwhile, a mercenary group is trying to profiteer on all these things that are cool. These are totally different mm-hmm. movies. I don't I don't I don't where are you getting the bridge there? We start off in this uh, educational sphere with this nerdy type guy who is presenting his findings and his research to uh, large groups. And everyone thinks he's a a joke. So everyone laughs at him. Nobody takes him seriously except this one person who takes him aside in the car and they drive off uh, offering him a position like scene for scene. And... (laughs) (laughs) So they offer him this opportunity to go on this expedition to this new place where his unique expertise is needed. Oh, well, fantastic. And we've got this uh, particular team picked out for you to go with you that is has uh, various specialties. Um, they're a little bit more militaristic in nature, um, which means that they end up not being aligned with his more altruistic goals of discovery and learning. Um, they just kind of want to blow things up. And so they get there and they do just kind of blow things up in a lot of regards. Then the story starts to diverge a little bit when the Atlanteans are actually friendly. Sort of. Because wasn't there the one guy who wasn't? No, the Atlanteans are pretty universally okay. Friendly. okay. The end, yeah. I thought there was one of them that wasn't. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But they do use the technology, the alien technology, to uh, fight off the bad guys, fight fire with fire. But anyway. Okay. So I, I can kind of see where you're going. With, a whole like, the lead in. I'm, there's a lot that's Atlantis, that Atlantis well, is starting. Isn't that a trope? Oh, I can't think of oh, a yeah, third absolutely. example, but it feels tropey. Indiana like Jones. The... I mean, Indiana Jones isn't as good, but yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, like no, like the, the the trope being like you're an expert in this thing, but nobody respects you, and then you get yeah. respect later. Indiana Jones doesn't care. He's he's having a great time being a professor. Right? Yeah, and then he's Jungle Cruise out. did it, I guess. Oh, I have not seen Jungle Cruise. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I, I started it, and I'm like, this is not what I expected the first minute to be. I have to go to bed. That's okay. I like what they tried to do with it, but anyway, that's beside the point. I'll, I'll watch it at some point. It's so good, though, with the quotes. I'm oh, it like, does have some pretty good quotes. Like, I like the uh, the explosives guy. He's my favorite. Yeah. Got anything sportier? Like a tuna? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's good. It's good. Look, about the bridge. Took like what? Three seconds? And what, you, what you got in that bag? Oh, you know. Nitroglycerin. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite. 
paper clips, big ones. You know, usual <laughs> office supplies. <laughs> yeah, everything he says is great. Doctor Sweet <laughs> has a good line. It's like, what's what's Mole's story? It's like, no, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> what was the rest of the line? Oh no, you don't want to know because I didn't want to know. <laughs> I didn't want to know. I told you. <laughs> and I told you. I yeah, didn't want to know. But you did. So now I'm telling you. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good line. It's delivered perfectly. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, when I was younger, I really liked the look of the Atlanteans more, especially like the female love interest. Like she was really cool. As an adult, uh-huh. I'm kind of more like, eh, meh <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, I liked that one. It's really fun. If we're going to talk, I mean, we've talked about some of the ones we've liked. I, I think on the uh, the negatives, I haven't talked about some of the more recent ones. I actually have not enjoyed uh, a lot of the more recent ones, especially that both Disney and Pixar have put out. Um, okay. Because there's a lot of familial strife. Like, there are, there are no villains. The villain is the family. Um, like, uh, with Turning Red, that one was... That one was rough in that regard. I haven't um, seen Turning Red. Also, listening so to these podcasts, I've noticed that I use in that regard a lot. It's really weird. Well, I have my pat phrases, apparently. Oh, we all do. The secret is don't listen to our podcast. Oh, <laughs> well, I have realize, to. <laughs> you realize the things. Yeah, you don't do that. But no, Luca was like that. It was just family strife of like. Kind of. That one had a little bit more. In that, like, the whole town was anti-sea monsters. Sure. Sure. So I feel like that was the biggest one is, like, fear of discovery. Um, and then overcoming that. I mean, and they actually had a villain you could point to, which was the town bully, right? Fair the nice. one that doesn't change, the one that, anyway. <clears throat> and I actually enjoyed Luca slightly more because of that. Soul didn't like Soul. Um, the main guy I felt like was the villain. <laughs> I didn't care about him. He was selfish. Um, he eventually changes some because of the other soul who didn't want to come down to earth. But yeah, he was just self-absorbed. Didn't like his character at all. Well, I, I know um, it's totally the point, right? Um, but I got to have a guy to root for. I had nobody to root for. That's fair. I didn't care. The, the one moment from Soul that sticks out to me is like he had like his dream gig. He finally got it and yeah. he played it. And the lady said, like, looks over to him and was like, that was great. And he's like, well, what do we do now? It's like, do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And like he, he thinks about that for the first time saying, oh. that's it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And like, that that message right there in that moment, I think, is the only thing really I can remember from that movie. But it stuck with me. That's an important theme. Of yeah. Like, don't just look out to like that moment because like you still have to keep living after that. You know, like it, it is yeah. not nothing is a destination. You gotta continue that journey. But so I like that's that one pretty, moment. So that's a pretty adult message, though. 
And that's what I feel like a lot of the more recent Disney's and Pixar's have transitioned to is they're less for the kids and they're more for the adults watching the films with their kids, you know, soul. What kid wants to watch that? That's not a kid movie. Turning red. It's also not a kid movie. It's also set in the nineties or at least early two thousands with like flip phones. It's, the people making the films these days are looking back on their child, their childhoods, yeah, and reminiscing and sharing the messages that they learned from their own childhoods and hoping that it speaks to people. I mean, they're not making movies for kids as much anymore. They're hmm. exploring the baggage that they have. <laughs> That's what I felt like Turning Red was all about. Somebody had baggage to get off their chest <laughs> about That's their hilarious. cultural baggage, their parental baggage. Um, what else did that one recently? Uh, oh, shoot. Well, my least favorite um, recent one was Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, that one is pretty terrible. I love the first one. First one's Me fantastic. Too. I was so excited for the second one yeah um but the message was bad like, yeah i don't remember again much about it but like the friends ralph and what's her face um uh vanillope vanillope that's so funny <laughs> yeah, that's what i said <laughs> yeah okay great um, bon sweets. they uh have some sort of like falling out because Ralph is perceived as being too needy or too clinging or something. Yeah, that was. And like, it's, he's I didn't not like that at all. Being that way, at least it didn't appear that way in the movie. And like, it's just, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it. Stop being so insecure. Yeah, it was like it. It was almost like you're welcome to ditch your friends to live your dream. Wait, what? Yeah, and if your friends don't support that and say, hey, what happened to our friendship? They're just insecure, and they should get over that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I didn't, no, no, that was not a good film. Um, So it wasn't that one, then, that you're referring to? No, I I don't remember what it was now, but. How how recent? I have a list. Oh, it might have been Pixar. What did Pixar do recently? I don't have them separated out, but um, Encanto. Yeah, that's the one. Haven't seen that either. So Encanto, that was very similar to Turning Red. I felt the villains were again the family members. Um, Hmm. It was the grandma that was the villain the whole time. And ah man, I hate that. There's just so much. Oh, the same with uh, with Coco. Very similar. It was the great great grandmother. Who was the villain? The what? What's his name? Came into play to to be the guy you could point your finger at um, at the end. What the, the singer? I forget his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he became the the de facto villain. But gee, money, you know the fact that generations of family members were unable to play music because of one beef that she had with her own husband yeah he left me he ditched me wow talk about selfish (laughs) and like he died 
it had nothing to do with you. He wanted to come home. He loved you. And because you were insecure, you blamed him and you ruined generations of people's lives. Like that is a terrible story to tell. And well, we, we fixed it in the end. Can you fix that? Is that fixable? I don't think you can fix that. Going forward. Um, I'm Same thing happens hard. in Uncanto, but that's okay. I haven't seen it still. So, um, I'm gonna pivot hard to um, Masters of the Universe, the the new He Man. Okay. On Netflix, I've uh-huh. only seen the first episode, so I haven't seen He Man. I don't know the backstory. There's Skeletor. There's He Man. There's She-Ra. There's other people. I'm, I'm sure, uh-huh, uh-huh. and, and they, they fight Skeletor, and there's Gray Skull, and there's a sword, and whatever. So I know all that. So I was watching it, and I'm like, "This is actually kind of cool." I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing here, and then like they had like this whole fight scene with Skeletor, and He Man's fighting Skeletor, and uh, Skeletor is about to win somehow, and He Man sees the way out, and it's he's got to die to do it. And so he he sacrifices himself and dies. And I'm like, this is the first episode of He Man Masters of the Universe, <laughs> and he just died. Um, but like Prince Adam is like one of the royalty members who turns into He Man, and that's a secret. It's a secret alter ego. Um, so female character, I forget her name, but it's not Shira. It's something else is then talking to the king and is like, how dare Prince Adam be so selfish to not tell me he was He-Man? And she quits her job and runs off into the forest. And I'm like, he just died in front of you to save the world. And you're upset that you didn't know his alter ego. I'm like, how short-sighted are you that that's the thing you're being hung up on and just ignoring yeah. this hero's sacrifice? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, and like, at that moment, I'm like, well, He-Man's dead, and I can only assume I'm following female character who just left, which, again, I forgot her name. And I'm like, I don't want to see her story, because she seems like a jerk. Yeah. And <laughs> so that's kind of the point you're trying to make, of like... Yeah. At least they with Coco. Very, we, we had some major damage caused to families <clears throat> because of, you know, selfish short-sighted things. Um, and I, ah, man, I hate that. I hate, (laughs) like, these are difficult, challenging issues that you've got to get over as an adult. And we're going to teach these things to kids. Oh, I, that's one of the reasons why I don't particularly like, um, a little mermaid and we can add that to the list. You know, (laughs) little mermaid. What's the message here is you can go off and live your dreams. If your parents are if you disagree with your parents, even when you're, you know, 15, 16. <laughs> um, okay. And, and it'll be fine. And it'll be fine. Everything if you get into legal great. trouble, your dad will bail you out. And then yeah. after that legal trouble, somebody else will kill the monster you created. And then you get married and yeah. everything's happy. Um, I get that. But like I, I come from a pretty good family. I would probably say the same for you because it's the same family. Um, Just one generation (laughs) higher. But a lot of people don't 
Do you know what I mean? So like, sure. I, I, I've seen other parents before. I'm a father now. <laughs> and like the message of your family is something that you might want to get away from and not follow in their footsteps, like can be applicable to other families, perhaps. Because like I've heard horror stories from other people my age of like abusive parents and broken families and like, you know, all these other things and not and having the message of you don't need to have their baggage hold you back. You can be your own person regardless of who your parents were or like whatever. Like I think that is a message that's helpful, but it's not universally helpful because Yeah. Yeah. You know, being your own person, finding your way, I think that is a universal message. It is. That can be applied to a bunch of different places. But narrowing the field to your parents are bad people. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, especially when people don't have that situation, then they start to wonder, like, wait, what? Are my parents wrong? (laughs) You know, are we causing problems where there were no problems before? What if we just have the messages that work for everybody? I, I mean, maybe that's short-sighted of me. There, I don't know. I, I prefer stories that unify rather than... Um, oh, I don't know what I'm exactly trying to say. I like stories that work on a more universal scale rather than simply telling a single story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, We're talking about Disney and Pixar here. Like these are widely watched things. So it's, it's one thing to have like your art film be about a broken family. That's you need to get away from or whatever. And, you know, it's watched by a subset of people that that appeals to but this is again, Disney kids are kind of expected to watch them. In like today's society, like what you haven't seen the latest Disney movie, that's weird. You know, like that's something yeah. you need to rectify quickly. Um, I got at work talking to people, I'm like, Yeah, I haven't seen Encanto or Turning Red yet. And they're like, What? How have you not seen those yet? And I'm like, Yeah, just haven't, haven't gotten around to it. You know, like it's not high on my to do list to continue watching it, but like it's a cultural phenomenon. So I, I think you're right that movies like that need to be a little bit more universally applicable as opposed to is it divisive yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i I don't know exactly i i i'm not gonna put the heavy hand judgment on them exactly but i i don't care for them for the reasons i've expressed are they bad i don't i don't know if that's the case are they good stories sure turning red I think it has some good things to say that could be useful. I'm not really interested in showing it to my kids, though. Maybe mm-hmm. when they're older. <clears throat> but I don't really know why my eight-year-old boy needs to be watching a film that deals with girls' periods. You know, <laughs> yeah. That just brings up more questions than we need to answer right now. Um, and, yeah, there's just... Oh, these films recently are getting much more adult in themes and messages. And, uh, well, what, what about the kids that are watching these? Yeah. You know, can can they have something fun? Like Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. More war movies. 
for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of it is that kids' minds are simple. Do kids have to deal with some pretty complex issues like family strife sometimes? Yeah, they do. But also we've got to give them, give them a good foundation of just good old right and wrong. You know, mm-hmm. let's not blur the lines of what's good and evil. <clears throat> let's give them some pretty hard lines <laughs> to look at. Like, that's bad. Don't do those things. Because kids need those lines. When you get yeah. up into high school and you get older, then you can start looking at more complex ideas. Because the world isn't black and white. But you should probably start out with an idea of what black and white are. Oh, you know? It's like grammar. You can break the rules once you understand them. Yeah. If you want to be a productive, (laughs) yeah. If you want to be a productive member of society and be kind to other people and know right and wrong, well, here are some hard lines of right and wrong and here are some kind and unkind things. And well, maybe you'll see some more complex issues later on, but let's, let's start with some basics. You know? Well, I think, yeah, what you just said though was, I don't think my kids need to be watching this right now. That was a parental decision. And your, your kids are now not going to watch the movie for a while. So there you go. Um, that's parenting in action. You know your kids yeah. better than anybody else does. And you are controlling the content that they watch. I wonder how widespread that behavior is. Not very. This is funny because specifically as regards turning red, uh, I am not anti turning red. I didn't care for it. But <laughs> uh, Facebook is such a terrible place. My wife I don't goes have a on Facebook it anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> that sounds nice. Anyway, I don't really go on it very often. My wife does more than I do. And she was reading this post from someone who like was listing off all of the terrible things in turning red and how it's evil and all this. And because of this list, I had to watch it. <laughs> of course. Like, okay well let's see it then and i just kept thinking that list is ridiculous they are looking for things to hate this movie is not that bad this movie takes some issues and it addresses them i i don't know why they're making it out to be this evil thing turning red is not evil it's it's got some good moments in there mm-hmm. um and <clears throat> what was one of the things that said? Oh, the, the complaints of one of the people who posted this list was since when did I have to monitor and like check the Disney movies that my children watch? And my response was, when did you not have to do that? Like, are you yeah. a parent or are you a parent? I always check the movies that my kids watch every time. And it doesn't well, they, matter the source. Right? No, no. Are you the parent or is Disney the parent? Come on now, own up to it. Yeah. And I liked turning red more. And I decided, no, I'm not going to show it to my kids. I didn't flat out like turning red. I liked it far more than this person did, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <Yeah. laughs> um, but it was it was a conscious decision. On a, yeah. Anyway, be a parent, people. Know your films and what you... Anyway, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. To to end on that point, though, um, we we let my daughter, she's four, almost five, um, on her kid's profile on Disney. Just kind of watch whatever, usually. But we've watched most of it. 
so we know it's on there right um and then we, we were watching with her like she was watching to the side and we were just watching it because it was there and like Leo, you shouldn't watch that thing anymore and it was the new mickey mouse cartoons those they're, are terrible man they're gross they are gross grass and like yes weird. and like no Leo, you're you're done like you're, you're done with that and shit like we, we yep. cut it off it's the mickey mouse cartoons right like yes. it's not it doesn't matter what it is that is not yeah. what my daughter needs to be watching and my wife and we i have decided the exact together, same like, experience with our kids it's like no way you're done i was like, like oh no i feel the right to censor anything you know disney or not like that's such a weird comment of like disney should have my kids best interests at heart like no <laughs> that's no, your you job should. as a parent yeah 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 anyway and <laughs> the things that we let her watch that aren't disney i think other parents would be like you're letting your kid watch that so yeah just a little little war no big deal um anyway I have different standards than you do, which we should do. We should talk about again at some point. <laughs> I think this concludes our talking about Disney movies episode. There were many more that we didn't talk about, but I think we covered the interesting ones. For so sure. the rest are just known. And that's fine. Yeah. But so you should check listening. out Black Cauldron sometime. I will. I definitely will. Yeah. yeah. I've read the series, the the book series. It was based off of Chronicles of Prydain. Black Cauldron was actually the second book in the series. So why they decided to? Anyway, it's really even weird. even weirder. Okay. Yeah, but it's a fantastic series, and I think Disney still owns the rights to it. I'm waiting for them to do a live action version because it would make a fantastic live action, like PG thirteen type of series. Hmm. It would be a really good. It was a good book series. I liked it a lot. Cool. Um, but. As an animated children's movie, it's, ooh, man, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear listener, if you want to comment on anything that we said, I think there's a Spotify button that I've been clicking that you can comment. So ooh, write your comments there. Days. Yeah. Please do that. And we'll catch you next week.